Welcome to the Valley Brook Community Church Podcast, and thank you for joining us online today. You're about to hear a sermon from our current series, Gifted. As Christ followers, God has gifted each and every one of us with special attributes or qualities from the Holy Spirit. During this series, we'll take a closer look at each spiritual gift to better understand the purposes and God's design for these gifts. We hope you find this podcast meaningful. We love to hear how God is touching people's lives. Just go to our website at www.valleybrook.cc, select contact us, and send us an email. Good morning, everybody. My name's Clark Poff. I'm one of the pastors here at Valley Brook, and we're glad you're here. We, we hope that you enjoy this time here today, and we hope you'll come back next week. Uh, today, we're beginning a new series called Gifted. And what this whole series is about is about uh, the truth that when somebody comes to believe in Jesus Christ, uh, you're filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit gives you gifts. Now, think this one through. When, when you decide to believe in Jesus, you may have thought it was just a decision, you know, like deciding what you're going to wear today. But that's really far from the truth, because when you decide to, to believe in Jesus, uh, not only are you given the promise of eternal life, but, but you're given the Holy Spirit to give you power for living in this world. And when the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, the Holy Spirit comes to empower us. And one of the ways the Holy Spirit empowers us is by giving us special gifts to use uh, for the body of Christ. So over the rest of this month, we're going to be studying those gifts and see how we can use them for the glory of God. Now, to, to begin with today, I'm going to invite Sarah Hepburn to come up. You may know Sarah. She's on the coffee team, so give her a warm Valley Brook welcome. She enjoys serving you uh, coffee and refreshments, and uh, we're glad that she does that. But uh, recently, uh, she has gone through our growth track, and it's just exciting, uh, her story that she's going to share with us. So, so Sarah, just to, to start off, just um, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, how you guys came here. Okay, so um, my family and I have been attending Valley Brook for about three years. It's hard to believe. Uh, time's flying now. Um, but it all started because me and my husband took a road trip, a local road trip, just driving around enjoying the day. And on our way back home, I was telling him about a church that I drive by uh, on my way to work every day and um, how I'd like to check it out with him yeah. sometime. So we drove in and we were looking at the beautiful property and um, it definitely inspired us and we started attending shortly thereafter. Me and Scott, we're, um, we're a blended family of seven. We have four boys and one girl, three of which are teenagers right now. Uh, two, we're also celebrating their graduate from graduating from college. Um, it's a very busy household yeah. with three teenagers. The teenagers often attend, but the older ones are really harder yeah. to pin down right now. Yeah. But we're praying for them yeah. Uh, yeah. to find a church or come here. Yeah. Um, for work, I'm a sonographer. I've been doing that for about 20 years now. Um, when I started my college program, I found out shortly after that I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. um, it seemed funny at the time because... I was going to be a unique model student for, yeah, for yeah. my program. That yeah. didn't actually turn out to be the case. but And it also turned out to be quite a challenging time. Um, a lot of people won't know this, but my first son was an unplanned pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And I was single with him for five years wow. of his life. Yeah. That's really strong, you know, 
being a single mom for those five years. And I appreciate you sharing that with us. So recently you took the Grow Track and you had an amazing experience. So why don't you tell us about it? Okay, so I attended class one um, initially and then I found myself available for class four. So I showed up for yeah. class four. I had no clue what was about to transpire. I just did it because I was free that day. And I quickly realized that I probably should have taken the steps in order, but I continued. <laughs> um, I was already involved on the coffee team at the time, um, really loved that service. But during the interview process with Dan Hermance, he asked me a question that I've been waiting to be asked for a very long time. He said, is there anything that you feel like you should be doing but aren't? And I felt like I was gonna jump out of my seat. Yes, absolutely. Um, Dan seemed a little taken aback by my enthusiasm, but I continued. Um, I told him that I do ultrasound. I've been pro-life my whole life, and I really felt like I should be volunteering um, my capabilities at a pregnancy resource center. And he just happened to have recently toured a pregnancy center, knew that they offered ultrasound, um, and he was willing to reach out to the manager and see if she was looking for anybody to fill that role. And it turned out that she was and had been praying for a licensed um, sonographer for a very long time. Uh, not a very long time, but a significant amount of time. Um, so anyway, she reached out to me by email a couple days later, invited me to look at their website, see what they had to offer. And over the weekend, that weekend I did, um, I was amazed at all the services that they provide and I viewed their testimonies and they were beautiful testimonies. But I was a little bummed because when I looked at their hours of operation, they're Monday through Thursday and they're closed on Fridays and that was my day that I had available to offer. So when I talked to her the next week, um, she, um, we were talking, I was telling her a little bit about myself and how I would really love to be a part of what they had to offer, but oh, I'm, I'm really sorry, my day that I have to offer is Friday. So she's like, oh, that's just a minor detail, let's you know, explore this opportunity, and we did. And um, as it turned out, me joining ABC Women's Center has opened the door for them to be able to offer services all five days a week. That's great. So it's worked that's out so great. Cool. That's very cool. So, you know, I, I told you that, um, when we heard your story about how this transpired, you know, you're going through, you're finding your spiritual gifts, and all of a sudden you're matched up with a place where you can use your talents and your gifts together. Mm -hmm. You know, as a staff, we were really excited. So tell us what it's been like for you to use your gifts for God, knowing that you're making a difference. So I've been really blessed with my career path. Um, I've always known that I'm making a difference in the lives of my patients. Um, with my skills that I've learned and God's guidance and wisdom, and I never put that to the side because that's, he's been gracious to yeah. me. And um, I've been able to, to really help many people on their path to treatment, healing, and recovery. And I, I know that imaging is really saving lives, but this opportunity for me is, is different. Um, ultrasound is a really powerful tool in the life of the unborn. Um, what was once unseen is it can now be seen. Yeah. What was once a scary idea is now just this little beating heart. Yeah. 
What was once gonna take everything away is now like this open door of opportunity and potential. Bonds are formed immediately yeah. At, yeah. These, at these ultrasounds. Recently, there was a young couple that the clinic received. Um, they, they found themselves in a situation of an unplanned pregnancy. And they were a beautiful couple, but they were riddled with all kinds of fears, common fears. Yeah. Um, what would their parents think? Where would they get the needed money from? How does their insurance work? And what about their jobs and their living situations? We offered them guidance on the resources that were available to them. We offered all kinds of, all option counseling. Um, we know that the options counseling is critical um, to show them the good and the bad of every choice that they have. Um, we feel it's important for the women, the families to be truly informed yeah. as to what, what they're facing. And then finally, we offered them an ultrasound. This couple chose an ultrasound. Um, it's always amazing to watch the fears just melt away yeah. um, when they see their baby for the first time. They, these, this couple laughed and cried with joy. Um, they clung to each other tighter than they were before. They walked out changed and empowered. They walked out to two parents that were willing to take on anything for this baby. Um, this couple will be given the opportunity to stay with ABC Women's Center for two years of the child's life. Um, and we help them, you know, ease the burden of financial burden, all kinds of parental classes, all kinds of services that we have for them. Um, and we're able to do that because of the generosity of donations that come in from yeah. everywhere. And, and that's such a critical thing to support them in those first months and years. So that's, that's mm -hmm. great. So <clears throat> what would you tell the rest of us uh, about the importance of discovering your gifts and finding a place to serve? So I would start by telling you that you should probably take these steps in order, okay? <laughs> um, but I would encourage you all to use that program to find out how God has uniquely designed yeah. you to build his kingdom. Um, I personally, I've been able to reach new levels of enjoyment and satisfaction in my life. Yeah. It's deepened my resolve to reach the lost. Um, God has opened up a door for me to be able to speak freely the truth that I've been given um, through my knowledge of ultrasound conception and human development. Um, he's given me a tool to actually advocate for the humanity of the unborn. While this is unique, I do believe that we're all empowered to make a real life difference in the lives that we're blessed to be in contact with. When we're serving others for our Father's purpose, there is none greater nor smaller. They all work together for his glory. I started this journey at Valley Brook on the coffee team, and I cannot count the times that I've been thanked for the difference that that service makes for our experience here at the church. Um, it may seem little, but I know that it impacts those that we serve. I can only imagine the stories and relationships that's formed over a cup of coffee and a little snack. And I'd actually love to hear some of those stories. Yeah. So, so if you've been impacted by that ministry, please let her know. Yeah. Look, we thank you for uh, um, sharing your story with us. It, it's just cool to see how God has wired you and how he's using these skills that you've learned and, and your spiritual gifts to connect you to do something with your passions and uh, mm -hmm. that really makes you uh, have, a, have joy for making a difference. So I'm blessed. I'd like to pray for you and, and for all of us that we would uh, 
discover our gifts. So if you would. Father, we're grateful for Sarah, for her willingness to share a story. Lord, we thank you how you've just helped her discover uh, this purpose in her life and this ability to, to make a difference in the kingdom of God. So we pray that you would bless her as she continues to walk that out. And we pray that for each one of us, that we could discover those gifts and we could walk in that and see what you have for us too. In Jesus' name, amen. Please show her your appreciation for sharing her story. So I want you to think this through. If you were given the opportunity to choose between having one of two superpowers, uh, the ability to be invisible or the ability to fly, think about which one you would choose. Um, recently, I read about uh, a uh, um, program called the, uh, a radio show called The American Life, and they basically interviewed people and asked them which would they choose. And the amazing thing that they discovered um, was that when people had a choice, whichever one they chose, it really didn't matter. But what was significant was that they actually only wanted to use them for their personal uh, selfish reasons, not for um, some type of altruistic reason. And people said, well, you know, if I was invisible, then I could go into the store and I could uh, take um, expensive uh, cashmere sweaters. Like, okay, you want to steal, okay. People said, well, if I would fly, well, that way I wouldn't have to take the bus anymore so I could get where I wanted to go faster. And when one person said, would you use your, your superpower to uh, flying to rescue somebody from a burning building? He goes, no, I, I don't want to get burned. Um, so interesting to think about that, that oftentimes uh, we think we would do all these altruistic things, um, but we have to battle against our, our self-centeredness. So here's what we need to understand as followers of Jesus Christ. We all have been given a supernatural power that's not for our, um, only for our personal enjoyment, but it's for a greater good. And, and that was given to each and every one of us when we came to faith in Jesus Christ. As I said in the beginning, when you decided to follow Jesus Christ, it wasn't just a decision like deciding what you were going to wear this morning. When you decided to follow Jesus Christ, not only did he give you the promise of eternal life when you died, he also poured out his Holy Spirit into you. And when the Holy Spirit came to you, the Holy Spirit empowered you with a spiritual gift, maybe more than one. Um, now, you may say, well, I, I didn't know that. Well, the reality is, is that the Holy Spirit did that, but you've got to be intentional about discovering and using that gift, just like we heard from Sarah's story. So we're going to be looking today at what spiritual gifts are and sort of unwrapping that. And in the coming weeks, we'll talk more about those individual spiritual gifts. But let me answer a couple of questions. The first one is this, what are spiritual gifts? So very simply, spiritual gifts are special attributes given to every Christ follower by the Holy Spirit. Now, I was intentional when I chose the word attributes because you could call them uh, spiritual gifts talents, but they're different than natural talents that you and I were born with, all right? I didn't call them skills because you don't go somewhere to learn what your spiritual gift is like you go to learn a skill to be an ultrasound technician or to be an electrician, all right? Uh, we're giving these spiritual gifts freely by the Spirit of God. So this is what the Bible says. The Bible says, Now about the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. There are different kinds of gifts, 
but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now, to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. So here we go. Scripture tells us that we've all been given a spiritual gift, all right? So what's the purpose of that spiritual gift? Um, I know you're eager to know what those gifts are, but let's talk about what, what the purpose is. So you need to know that the purpose of your spiritual gift is so you, uh, the reason I want you to understand is so you can see the difference between gifts and talents and other things. In his letter to the church, the Apostle Paul writes in the book of Ephesus that the purpose of spiritual gifts is to equip God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. So let's go back and look at that. The purpose of spiritual gifts is to equip every follower of Jesus for works of service. And those works of service are to help the body of Christ, the church, be built up to, to grow and to help us all to mature, reaching unity in our faith and in the knowledge of Jesus so we can grow up into the fullness of, of who Christ is. Now, the apostle Peter said this, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. So, so big picture. We believe that everything that a Christ follower is given in life, not just their physical life, but their spiritual gifts, uh, your talents, your abilities, even the material possessions that you've been blessed with, you've been given them to manage while you're on earth. We call that stewardship. All right, you're, you've been asked to be a steward of everything that you've get, been given, and you're supposed to use it for the glory of God while you're on earth, because when your life on earth ceases, you don't get to take any of that stuff with you. All right, so you manage it for a time. So, uh, big picture, you are given spiritual gifts to build up the church, the body of Christ. Uh, when we operate in our spiritual gifts, God uses us to help the church grow and to help individual Christ followers grow in their faith. Uh, we can learn a bit more about spiritual gifts by, by studying actually the original language that the New Testament was written in. And, and when you do that, you'll discover that there were two Greek words translated as spiritual gift. The first word is pneumatika. Pneumatika could be literally translated as spirituals. Now, the, the root word of pneumatika is pneuma, and pneuma is the, the Greek word for spirit. So pneumatika is are spirituals or things of the Spirit, more specifically spiritual gifts, gifts that come from the Holy Spirit. The other word that is in the Greek that is translated as spiritual gifts is charismata. And the root word of charismata is kairos. Kairos uh, means grace. And so charismata are grace gifts, gifts given by the Holy Spirit to each of us. Listen to what uh, Paul writes to the church in Rome. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. So literally what Paul's saying is that 
we have different grace gifts, charismata, according to the grace, kairos, given to each of us. So that means that these grace gifts are given to followers of Jesus by the Holy Spirit for building up the body of Christ. So what are the specific spiritual gifts? Now, I think it's always good for me to start off with that by telling you what they're not. Uh, Spiritual gifts are not fruit of the Spirit. In the book of Galatians, Paul tells us what the fruit of the Spirit is. And he says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Those aren't spiritual gifts because the fruit of the Spirit are supposed to be those those qualities that uh, well up inside of every follower of Jesus as they let the Holy Spirit that dwells in them lead them and guide them. All right? Now, um, big picture, they are our characteristics. They're part of our character that come from the Holy Spirit. So spiritual fruit is not a spiritual gift. Spiritual gifts, though, are also not those common behaviors that every Christ follower is expected to live out. So let me give you some examples. Um, Whether or not you have the gift of evangelism, helping people come to faith in Jesus Christ, all of us are expected to be witnesses for Jesus, to be able to, to say, hey, I believe in Jesus. This is what my life was like before, and this is what happened when I came to believe in him. All right? All of us uh, uh, may not have the gift of intercessory prayer, but every follower of Jesus is expected to pray to God and for others. All right? Um, All of us may not have the spiritual gift of giving, but every follower of Jesus Christ is expected to be generous. You know, in in a similar vein, we experience this in the body of Christ as a church. You know, the reality is, is right now, uh, while we're in here, children are being taught in another part of the building. The reality is we always need teachers for children and for students. And the reality is not everybody who is uh, asked to teach has the spiritual gift of teaching. Sometimes we just have more needs than we have people with a spiritual gift. So we ask people to fulfill the role of teaching. So a big idea here that, that we understand that Um, Spiritual gifts are things that are given to us by the Holy Spirit to build up the body of Christ. All right. So let's look at what the spiritual gifts are. Now you need to know that there are several places in both the Old and New Testaments where we find uh, the spiritual gifts. Um, We don't believe that uh, the list that we're going to share with you this morning is exhaustive. Um, And I'm only going to share with you uh, where three of the main lists are. And we'll put that up on the website later this week. But they can be found in the books of Romans, 1 Corinthians, and Ephesians. And we're going to put the list up on our uh, screen here. And if you uh, go to our website, you can actually find this list of gifts and a definition for them, and also the scriptural references where they come from. So they are administration, apostleship, craftsmanship, discernment, evangelism, exhortation, faith, giving, healing, helps, hospitality, intercession, knowledge, leadership, mercy, miracles, missionary, music, worship, pastor, shepherd, prophecy, service, teaching, tongues and interpretation, and wisdom. Now, As you look at that list 
I, I'm guessing that some of you say, well, you know, wow, some of those things look very ordinary. Like I might see uh, taking place in the workplace, say like administration or service and helps. Other the, others of those gifts look rather extraordinary, like healing or performing miracles or speaking in tongues. So here's the big picture. We need to recognize and remember that all of these gifts are supernatural because they come from the Holy Spirit. Uh, whether they're extraordinary or ordinary. Now, as I mentioned that, that probably raises a question that has been debated for some time in the church uh, worldwide. And there are some people who say, well, some of those extraordinary gifts ceased um, when the apostles all passed away. But the problem with that uh, train of thinking is nowhere in Scripture does it say that any of the gifts of the Spirit have ever ceased to be given by the Spirit. So, uh, you know, we believe that the Holy Spirit gives us these gifts. And when you go through growth track, we'll define all of those gifts and help you take a test that, that will help you look at those spiritual gifts. So let me illustrate this um, maybe in a, in a rather more practical way. When I said that the spiritual gifts are not natural talents or learned skills. What I wanted us to understand is that they truly are given to us as gifts by the Holy Spirit for the purpose of building up the body of Christ. So I asked Dan if I could use him as an example of, so that you know this. Now, some of you don't know this. I've known Dan since he was a young kid. Um, I will lovingly say that he was quite a punk to me when he was around 10 or 11 years old dribbling a basketball off my head that I have difficulty. I, I've forgiven him, but I haven't forgotten that, okay? Um, but, but so when I first met Dan, I realized, and everybody realized, he was a very talented musician. And so I understood that, you know, that when God knit him together in his mother's womb, he wired him uh, with incredible musical skills and talents, and, and he began to pursue those in his life because he enjoyed them. But somewhere along the way, he became a follower of Jesus Christ. And when he became a follower of Jesus Christ, not only did he receive the promise of eternal life, but the Holy Spirit came to dwell in him, and the Holy Spirit gave him a gift. And one of the primary gifts that the Holy Spirit gave Dan is the gift of uh, worship leadership. And, and that just fit very well with his talents because he was able to use his musical talents and now this spiritual gift of worship leadership and, and sort of marry them to build up the body of Christ. Now, one of the things that you have to know is that um, when he received the spiritual gift of worship leadership, it didn't look like it does today. All right. Um, he was young just as we all are when we uh, begin spiritually young, understand this um, spiritual gift that we're given. We have to learn how to use it in a way that's glorifying to God, that builds up the body of Christ. Because if we wanted to, we could use it for our own selfish purposes. But, but that's not why it's given. And so he had, he had to lean into that and he had to learn that. And, and, you know, we've had many conversations about things that he's reading and studying about worship leadership even today, you know, some 20-some years later. Why? Because he wants to use that gift for the glory of God to build up the body. But here's something else you need to understand about spiritual gifts. When you use them as God calls you to use them, you'll find pleasure in them. 
I, I always think of, uh, of uh, you know, chariots of fire. If you remember that movie, um, you know, when the star of the movie uh, that it's about says, you know, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. When we use our spiritual gifts as God's called us to, we'll experience the joy and pleasure of God in doing that. So, so let me, um, you know, just sort of back into this for a moment and give you just a couple of things to understand, all right? Um, when we're born, when we're knit together in our mother's womb, we're, uh, we're given talents that come from God, but those aren't spiritual gifts, all right? So when Dan was knit together, he was given this talent for, for playing music. When he accepted Christ, he was given this spiritual gift of worship leadership, and um, once he received that gift, you know, he wasn't able to use it as um, someone who has learned how to hone that gift. He had to work into that and lean into that and study it and honestly practice it. It becomes something that we use and, and use it for the glory of God, which is the last thing we need to know. Uh, you know, Sarah and I were talking after the first service, and the reality was, you know, when, when uh, Sarah went to school to learn to use, uh, become an ultrasound technician, that wasn't her spiritual gift. So, you know, when she took her spiritual gifts test, um, she came up with one of her primary spiritual gifts was that of mercy. I knew it was either going to be mercy or service, and, and it turns out it was mercy. And so she has taken the, married that spiritual gift to the skill she has, and now she's able to, to use them to build up the body of Christ and expand God's kingdom. So big picture. What is God's design for spiritual gifts? Well, very simply, we turn to God's word and we see that there's this image of a human body to describe how every follower of Jesus is supposed to use their spiritual gifts in the church. So let's just read from uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Just as a body, though one, has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit, so as to form one body, whether Jews or Gentiles, slave or free. And we were all given one spirit to drink. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. Now, if the foot would, should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being part of the body. And if an ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not for that reason stop being a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But, as, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. If they were all one part, there would, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. And then he concludes this by saying, listen, now you are the body of Christ. And each one of you is a part of it. So there's this imagery that we can all understand. Because we know there are many different parts to our human body. But together, they all connect and make one body. And he's saying, in the church, in the body of Christ, there are many different individuals with many different spiritual gifts. And we're all connected through our one faith in Jesus Christ and the one Holy Spirit. And we work together. We're united in that body. 
A little later in that chapter, in that letter, Paul says this. Since you are eager for the gifts of the Spirit, try to excel in those that build up the church. So these scriptures show us how each part of the body of Christ has a specific gift to use to make the body of Christ better. So each of us should seek out what that spiritual gift is and use it in the body of Christ. The truth is that this scripture reveals to us that we are a body and that we belong to each other and need one another. So my personal observation is this. Uh, The Holy Spirit gives each one of us gifts to build up the body of Christ. But my observation also is that when we operate in our spiritual gifts, we will grow and we will experience joy by making a difference and fulfilling our purpose. And it's also my observation that when we use our spiritual gifts, the body of Christ grows and God is glorified. This is God's design for our spiritual gifts. So if you want to know your purpose in life, if you want to fulfill your God-given destiny, you need to discover your spiritual gifts and use them. Imagine this. Imagine for a moment what it would look like if every Christ follower lived out their purpose in their spiritual gifting. Personally, you would be excited about making a difference in this world and you would be fulfilled in operating in those gifts. But even more important, the body of Christ would be operating at its full redemptive purpose in the world. People would be coming to faith in Jesus Christ. People would be growing as disciples. People would be using their gifts to build up the body of Christ and further God's kingdom. And according to Jesus' own words, the good news would be proclaimed to the poor and they would be helped. People would be freed from the things that have kept them in bondage. The blind would see, the oppressed would be freed, and the Lord's favor would be proclaimed. And the kingdom of God would grow, and the peace of Christ, which passes all understanding, would spread throughout the world. You know, the reality is this. I want every follower of Jesus Christ, we want every follower of Jesus Christ, to discover their spiritual gifts, and then to begin to operate in them and experience the joy of making a difference and being able to help the body of Christ work at its full redemptive purpose. So look, my, my encouragement is you to, to uh, continue to come hear these messages, bring somebody else that needs to hear them, and take growth track. We just want to help you grow deeper in your relationship with God. We offer it the first four Sundays of the month, and it's consecutive. Step one is on the first Sunday, and then step two, three, four, just like that. All right. Um, Today we'll do step uh, one at 1245, and the following weeks it will be at 1230. So I encourage you to do that. Let me pray for all of us with this idea. Father, we thank you for the fact that you've given us spiritual gifts to honor you and to glorify you. Lord, we pray that you would work in our hearts and in our midst to glorify you and to live in those gifts and discover them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. It is our sincere hope that it has blessed you. For more information, visit our website at www.valleybrook.cc.